too tall, could've used a few pounds. I changed points. Cheers. 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 And there are a lot of reasons why I would be getting drunk at five in the afternoon. But the best one is that we're talking with Bart Winkler. Gentlemen, how are you doing? Good. How are you guys? Pretty good. Pretty drunk, actually. So (laughs) Okay. okay. You want me to do the hosting or what? (laughs) I I think we're good to do the hosting, but we're 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 gonna see. We're gonna find out. We're the prime drunk, you know? Okay, yeah, sure. So you were at Pato today. Uh, I believe it's the first day that the sports book has opened. How is it? Is it easy to navigate? How what were what was your experience like? Yeah, it's a nice spot. Uh, it's not like, and I think they're gonna have a bigger. They're gonna eventually they're gonna have bigger room for it. But right now it's it's like a it's like a bar. It's like a bar where there's chairs and you can watch TVs. And you can go up to the bar and you can eat in there if you want. And then um, you can get, you can have guys do the filling out for you. Some like old school guys won't trust the computers, but there's different <laughs> kiosks. I just went up to it, uh, did some bets. Second bet I placed, the ticket got jammed and they were very helpful. To, to, <laughs> but, you know, they're just there. They're, it was a soft opening. They're working up some kinks. I think they think on opening day, it's going to be pretty big opening day in Milwaukee. You're going to have people probably stop at Pato, go to the game, come back, maybe stay there, watch the game. So it's just a whole new different like experience to do in town. And as long as you do it responsibly, and as long as you win a little bit, I think it'll be fun. <laughs> so uh, it should How be. How crowded was it? We went about the second hour it was open. So it opened at 10. Uh, we went around noon. It was, I, you know, it was pretty okay. I got his kiosk pretty quickly. Um, I either thought it would be dead or packed to the gills, but it was pretty, you know, it was, it was steady. It was good. I, I'm glad it, I didn't go when it was that packed. It will probably get packed more on the weekend. And I don't know, like the hours of it. I got, I, I put up a couple of tweets that I was there and people are like, Hey, can you use credit cards? And Hey, how long are they open? And Hey, can I bring it? Like, I, I just went there. I, 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 didn't, <laughs> I didn't make the place. <laughs> so I don't know all the rules, but I know that it's here now. And um, I know that I need Trevor Lawrence to win the MVP. Wow. Well, there you go. That's uh. well, what are the odds on Trevor Lawrence to win the MVP? Uh, what is he, like, 1,700. 17 to, 17 to one. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's not bad odds for a guy. I threw 10 on potential. it. I threw 10. I... I still have for uh, Treasure Island. I got forty bucks on the Bucks to win it all, and I think they were eight to one. So I, think I was going to do like, Bucks, but it was only like plus two fifty. I needed. I wanted. I went there to get to get some. Like, I wasted my money. But I, if I <laughs> if I win anything, it'll be it'll be good. It'll be big for sure. So speaking of the Bucks. Talk me off the ledge after last night because I am not confident. I'm worried about Boston. I'm concerned. Why should I not be? Well, I'll say this, and, and maybe you should be. I don't know that you shouldn't be. I think that Boston provides matchup challenges mm-hmm. sometimes. I think they have guys that are maybe a little uh, more athletic than we can keep up with. I wasn't like thrilled that our Boston stopper, Jay Crowder, uh, didn't have the best game against them. So, 
Boston, I still think – I think a lot of teams can beat Boston is the thing. I think Philly can beat them. I think the Cavs can beat them. But in a weird way, I think Boston might be the only team that can beat us. So I'm not saying you shouldn't worry about Boston. I what I what I'm trying to say and what I feel is the game on Thursday night and the game on Christmas and the game against their second string. I'm not taking anything away from those games. I they're they don't they're they're not relevant to me. They don't matter. And if anything, you're gonna get Boston thinking that we're no good and that they can just come in here and, and take control of Milwaukee. So what I want to see is these two teams play probably in the Eastern Conference Finals. That would be six weeks from now. And I don't think that any of these games that we've seen is going to be an indicator of what we will see. Now, if it gets to game one and it's clear that, all right, there's a matchup problem here and people have thought that and they are proven right, that's fine. I just, I don't think that, I don't think these games carry much weight. Reggie Miller said, we're going to remember this one if they, if they match up again, but we probably won't. We're going to remember, it's, it's such a, like, it's a series in and of itself. You can't look back and say, oh, well, the Boston Celtics are going to win because they beat the Bucks the one time they had five, uh, they were in five cities in seven days and came off a of back-to-back and the Celtics just got bounced by Washington and had a lot of proof. It just, it's not the same. So Boston, if any team is going to beat the Bucks, I think it will be Boston. So I can't talk you off of that, but I wouldn't worry about the performances. I don't think that like, Thursday night's game is an indicator of really anything. I think we'll find out what the matchup is between those teams when we find out the matchup between those teams. I don't think that the regular season games tell us as much as people think they might. Here's my problem with the Bucks in Boston is it seems like as soon as Al Horford hits two three-pointers, Brooke Lopez decides like he needs to defend Al Horford like he's Steph Curry. And everybody else, like, hasn't gotten the memo. So, like, Drew and Chris and Javon and everybody else is still defending their guy with the assumption that they got Brooke Lopez behind them. So, it's like they're funneling them into the paint trying to get them to Brooke Lopez where they're used to who's probably going to be the defensive player of the year to just swap the ball away. And it's like as soon as Al Horford gets those three-pointers – Brooke just leaves the paint and he doesn't guard the basket anymore. And well, and the, the, so the question is like, why, why does that happen? Why does Al Horford play better against the Bucks than, than other teams? I'm not saying that he's not good, but against the Bucks, we in the playoffs in the last few games, Grant Williams, same way, Robert Williams, sometimes a little bit, Malcolm Brogdon. I mean, I know he played in Milwaukee, but, yeah, that's, that's a revenge that's the, game. Here's a reason. That's the problem. It's those guys. Because we, I, you knew once Boston got to the finals last year, Al Horford wasn't going to do anything against Golden State. <laughs> Grant Williams wasn't going to do anything, and they didn't. But they're able to do it against the Bucks. So is that just a string of bad luck? Is that is there matchups that they're able to exploit? Are are we just bad against? The, I don't I don't know what it is. But it is a problem. Yes, once Alf Horford gets rolling, that usually seems to be okay. Bucks are not winning this game. Al's been doing it since Atlanta. Like yeah. I just think Al hates us. Like for well, he's always he like is, every like, time he's a free agent, it's always like, 
Earl Horford could come here, and then, you know, he never does. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to roll through the topics today. Uh, roll through. Packers, I know uh, you're not talking about uh, Aaron Rodgers right now, so I'm going to give you my Aaron Rodgers His take. personality, I won't. I'll talk about Rodgers in the trade and performance, but I'm done being an sh- uh, unhired shrink. So I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you my Rogers take, and you can tell me why I'm a fucking idiot. So we're gonna try this out. Brian Gutekunst and Mark Murphy hate Aaron Rodgers so much that they would rather see him they would rather see him degraded holding a clipboard at training camp as opposed to trading him for a second round pick. They would get more enjoyment out of watching him be the backup to Jordan Love than they would just trading them for a fair market, you know, a second round pick, a conditional pick next year, than they would out of giving them up for cheap. And the Jets haven't realized that yet. The Jets still think they're dealing with somebody rational. <laughs> Why am I wrong? <laughs> I, I don't really, I think, I don't think you are. I think that that's, that's the thing. Like what's pressuring the Packers to make a trade? The draft's coming up, but who, so what? There's another draft next year. The the people in the media and the Jets are acting like this is the only draft ever, and if you want draft picks for Rodgers ever, you got to trade him now. I'm thinking, and he it's probably he'll probably just get traded before the draft, but if he doesn't, who does that hurt? It hurts the, the Jets. Jets. Yeah, it puts more pressure on them because the season's about to start, and as long as, you know, Rodgers isn't here week one, yeah, come back. Be in a competition. Right. Hold a clipboard. You're not even. You're not coming. If if I you're coming, like if you're coming, we're gonna make you try to win your job. Guess what that means? You're playing in the preseason with the second stringers. He ain't gonna do that. So <laughs> you're absolutely. I don't think they. I don't think they like it more than picks. But I don't think. I don't think they. I don't think they like smartly would do it more than picks, but they would get a lot of enjoyment out of seeing Rodgers unhappy. Absolutely. See, I also feel like, you know, like we all saw like the interview with Mark Murphy when he's at the girls basketball game. And when Mark Murphy says something stupid, it kind of gives like the impression of your grandpa trying to plug his iPod into a CD, trying to like get the music off of his CD and he's like, why can't I get the songs off of here? And he's like, oh, this guy has no idea what the fuck he's talking about. But when Brian Gutekunst doubles down this week, he's like, I had to do my job. I reached out to Rogers. He wouldn't call us back. It really gives the impression that they are fucking sick of this guy. Yeah. And who do you like? Who do you believe more? You're probably going to believe Brian Gutekunst, who's never said right. a mm-hmm. bad thing about the whole situation up until this week. Or Aaron Rodgers, who makes it a point to try to control the narrative all the time. I absolutely and goes to think like that. darkness retreats and stuff. Like I'm not, I'm not trying. Yeah, that setting guy. the narrative is a. I can't. Nope. You got me. <laughs> I'm not talking about Rodgers' personality. You almost got me. So does he get traded before the draft? I feel like he does. I still don't think there's a like a pressing need to do it. And the the other thing I don't want is. And it might be smarter for the team, but from a fan standpoint, I don't want qualifiers in a pick. I don't want conditionals. I don't want escalators. 
I don't want to root for Rodgers. <laughs> I don't want to be like, oh, we're getting a third round pick, but if they go to the Super Bowl, we get a first. So let's root for the Jets to get a Super Bowl. No, I don't want that. Give me the pick. Let me know what it is. Done. Let me never think about this again. <laughs> okay. That's right. I'm I'm gonna put you on the spot. I got a tough one for you. <laughs> if Jordan Love fails this season, so let's say he goes like four and whatever it is, whatever math is, four and thirteen. Doesn't look good. Who takes the blame for that? Is it Gutekunst for trading up? Or is it LaFleur? He's been in LaFleur's system for four years now. Who is going to take the blame for it? That's a good question. I just wonder how much like LaFleur would take the blame. I think a lot of it would go to Goody. Because uh, he did trade up for him. And he traded up and got a quarterback in a year where they didn't need one. And I understand the whole theory behind that. But when you're so close to a Super Bowl and when you do have Aaron Rodgers playing uh, even at a better level then than he was last year, you tend to use those draft picks on guys that can help you immediately, you would think. But this was Gudenkins' vision. Uh, Gudenkins wanted Jordan Love very badly. He drafted up. He had to have assessed that there's going to be other quarterbacks in other years, and he thought this is his guy. So it's got to be Goody because this, this is Goody's guy – Every way you slice it. I don't think that will happen. I think love's going to be good. I've talked myself into it because I think Rogers thinks love's going to be good. That's been my whole argument is that Rogers at four and eight injured with really no chance at a playoffs. He could have just gone on the IR, but why would he? Cause then that's five weeks we get to see out of Jordan love. And what happens if we see five weeks out of Jordan love? Well, if he's bad, it's going to cement that Rogers is in fact the quarterback, but if he's good, it's going to mean it's time to move on. So, so do you think I, they'll do, will they do better this year with Jordan Love? I know it's early. I think they will have a winning record. So, yes. Okay. I'd like yes. that. I think, I think they'll be, I think Jordan Love's going to be okay. So, I don't, hey, I went to Pato today. I put $10 on him to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I got $10 behind it. 400 bucks I win. The odds are not great, but. NFC North, their odds are like plus 500. So that might be one you play. I mean, the odds sound pretty good to me. 10 bucks to win 400 bucks. And they still, like last year, we were all talking about defense is going to be elite, right? Like the defense is going to be elite. So if you're the eternal optimist and you're like, well, this defense in 2023 is going to be the defense we expected in 2022. And then you're like, well, Christian Watson becomes the number one receiver. Romeo Dobbs becomes the number two. They draft two more weapons for Jordan Love. It, it's, I get it. It's a what if. What if everything goes right? But I don't necessarily think it's out of the realm of possibilities. I don't, I don't either. I think that, you know, crazier things have happened and the <laughs> NFC is not that great. And so no, nobody's no. going to put Jordan Love in a top five quarterback right now in the NFC. But by the end of the season, we did. No, we literally did. did. I think. Well, did? I think I did. I we uh, a couple him. a couple weeks ago on our nobody show. sober is going to put Jordan Love. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Wait, we'll wait, 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 wait. Now, because now you got me on the topic. Who are the four quarterbacks or the five quarterbacks that you put ahead of them? Because obviously, well, no, I, I, I think at the end of the season, 
He will Derek be up Carr. there, and he'll be top three. Derek Carr, because <laughs> he'll be he'll be better than Carr. He'll be better than Stafford. He'll be better than Goff. I mean, Kirk Cousins. All those guys I mentioned are the exact sure. same. You're either worse than all four of them or better than all four of them. And I think Jordan Love can be better than all four of them. Oh, absolutely. I I don't can be though. It's a big I, maybe. I don't love Dak Prescott. I and I think most Cowboy fans agree with me. Nobody does. I don't think anybody is like, oh my god, like I'm so glad that we have Dak Prescott. <laughs> so I legitimately think Jordan Love could be better than Dak Prescott. Like Kirk Cousins, meh. I if he shows any amount of promise, he could very quickly become top five in the NFC. I'm totally with you. I absolutely agree because and that's why, you know, ten dollars ten dollars <laughs> on the Packers to win a Super Bowl is not I didn't just throw it away. I mean they can it, come it's out the of the ultimate boomer bust. Yeah. Uh, speaking of playoffs, we're going to roll through this pretty quickly. We're going to get you one last sports topic, and then we're going to move on to mania. The Brewers, do they make the playoffs? So one thing that I've realized this year is whatever thought you have about the Brewers or any baseball team, you need to solidify the week before opening day. Because as the week gets closer – each day adds like one win to your total of how, cause you get excited for it. I yeah, put them around like 82, 87 wins. I think they will be over 500. The problem was on opening day, we saw a team that struggled to hit and got out in the most timely situations, untimely. And it's the same thing. So I don't know. I, I, I feel like, there's a lot of talk that this could be Craig's last year. He hasn't re-signed his contract. He was very like trying and eager to win that, that first game. I think, yes, long answer. Yes. They end up making the playoffs. They're not going to like do anything good, but. <laughs> I, I look at the NL and I hate to say it, but the Cubs got better. I, I almost put money at- on the Cubs. To win the central today. What what were their odds? Do you remember? Like plus off the top 600. Of your head? 600. Yeah, that's that's not bad. Well, you I, figure the Brewers suck and the Cardinals. All, all it's got to take is the Cardinals to fall off. Right. I'm thinking it's a two-team race and probably not the Brewers. Oh. It might be a knee-jerk, but I hope that's just a knee-jerk reaction. Yeah. There's worse bets you can make. I just feel like when it comes down to the Brewers – you get what you pay for. And the yeah. Brewers didn't pay for shit. So <laughs> right. at a certain point, everybody wants to be like the Moneyball Jonah Hill character. Why did they sign Johnny Damon? They should be buying wins. And the Brewers always try to do that. But I don't know. I could go off on a tangent about how if you buy whoever the equivalent of 2023 Johnny Damon is, that gets the crowd into it. That gets, you know, that makes Christian Yelich amped up. That gets Willie Adamas amped up because there's going to be more people in the stadium. And the Brewers don't factor that into their equation because they're like, well, we want to buy wins. If this guy has a war of three and this guy has a war of 1.8, then we need to buy the guy 
with the 1.8 war at one-tenth of the cost. And they're just so analytic about it. And I don't, like, the fan in me hates that. The analysis. Or they spend $10 million on Andrew McCutcheon. Just well, it's Andrew McCutcheon. <laughs> you got to open yeah. up the checkbook or whatever. Yeah. It, it, the Brewers are so frustrating. I don't think anybody has ever failed at success more than the Brewers. Like, this should be the best time to ever be a Brewer fan. And we're all just like, yeah. I fucking hate the Brewers. It took them like two hours to disappoint me. Like, <laughs> But oh I kind of like, you know like this era. Like, we're all... I was talking with uh, Grant Bills about this over in Lacrosse, does radio there in Madison. Uh, like the Bucks, Bucks fans still don't know how to act or behave. Uh, Packers fans will never figure it out. But I feel like every <laughs> Brewers fan is on the same wavelength. We love the team. They disappoint the shit out of us. We know they suck, but we're still hopeful. I mean, it just feels like everyone's on the same. We're all connected. The Brewers feels the most like connected out of any fan base because we all it's a very optimistic fan base. But we all hate them. <laughs> we're, we're still we optimistic, even though we hate them and they suck. We hate them, but we're all like they're gonna make the playoffs. But... Yeah, yeah. Everyone feels the same about the Brewers. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. I like for that. sure. Yeah. So let's talk WrestleMania. Uh, we got, I think it's seven matches for you that we're going to run down. Okay. Uh, give me your take. Give me your, uh, who's going to win it. Um, and then, yeah, we'll, at the end, we'll wrap up and see if we missed anything. It does seem like a really good card for WrestleMania. Uh, you know, like. Yeah, I think it's a good card without, like, it's a good card because they've built it into a good card. Yeah. Sure, Jake yeah. Paul is there, but. I think he's earned that spot, and I'm interested in the match. Other than that, yeah, you brought John Cena back. Okay, that's you know I like to see Cena come back, but for the for the most part, and there's like I don't know what these tag team matches are about. Those are just kind of a waste of time. But they're the, not on our list, so we don't got to talk about them. <laughs> the Bloodline story is good. Uh, yeah, that's really good. great. I should say they've yeah. built those stories within themselves. So. Uh, they don't need to rely the dot. Like all of a sudden I care about the Dominic Mysterio storyline when I never thought I would. So there's enough intrigue that they've built on their own. It's not just like see a celebrity wrestle for five minutes. So I think, I think that's good. Yeah. All right. So let's start at the top of the list. We, uh, you just mentioned it. Dominic versus Ray. How does it go? Does it's it feels like it's just all about Ray just beating the shit out of Dominic That's to get like the fans happy. That feels like what we're going for, right? Yeah, but I think Dominic's gotta win. You think Dominic's gonna win? I think Ray's gonna win. Ray's not gonna have a match against his own kid and win. I I think this is the uplifting moment of WrestleMania. Dominic, he's the douche, everybody hates him. And Ray just beats him to a pulp. He beat him up and on the, Christmas. The fans like... get going. It gets yeah, but think of how hot of a heel you can make Dominic against who else though? I don't know. If he's not going against his dad. Who else is he a hot heel against? Look, For that's me, why you got to give him the win. Heel. No, I think Dominic wins. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. 
See, I just hey, Ray, Ray Mysterio, like he's at 20. He's just getting inducted to the Hall of Fame this weekend. What more can he do? He doesn't need to beat his son. Beat the crap out of his son. Yeah, he deserves As it. As a father, I can tell you that I would lay down and let my kid pin me. Yes. Really? After after on Christmas, he came to your house and kicked your ass or whatever he did? Absolutely. Oh. See, after, after all this, as a son? You guys know I he wasn't dad... really in prison, right? No. <laughs> I hope my dad kicked my ass after this. You know, as a son? <laughs> I, des- I, I like deserve Dominic. an ass whooping. I like Dominic. He deserves an ass whooping. Okay. Oh, Ray will beat the shit out of him, but Dom will do something dumb to win. Or does his girlfriend interfere? Mommy. Nobody makes me fast forward the shows more than Rhea Ripley. Okay. See, well, I like Rhea Ripley. Not right now. I can't. I don't know. I, I, don't, I know. don't like the mommy. The whole mommy poppy thing is not, it's not my thing. Maybe it's because I see her for 30 minutes and then she comes back out and feuds with Charlotte and their feud is just <laughs> talking into a microphone for 20 minutes separate from each other that brawl though i enjoyed that brawl do we just want to do know. do we have that on our list yeah we'll, we'll do that one next. who's gonna win that one we'll do charlotte Rhea. oh no i don't care okay <laughs> i'll take i guess i'll take Rhea. i think so yeah i think Rhea. give me charlotte her boob pops out a lot so true <laughs> I'll no, find it's, it on great, it's great. It's great analysis. Yeah, see? <laughs> uh, Logan versus Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins. Who do you got? I think they can't have Seth lose that match. We're in agreement. You know, Seth, Seth, like, went down three times for Cody last summer. And then now at Mania, you're going to have him lose to Logan Paul. Seth will work his ass off to make Logan Paul look good. And I'm not like, I'm not a Logan Paul guy, but he's good at this. He's Mm -hmm. good at wrestling. He's good at drawing emotion. He's right. I feel like he's a guy, he could lose a hundred times and like he'll never lose his heat. Like the crowd will still love to see him lose every time. Yeah. But you can't have him beat. No, I want to see him lose. Again, I'm going to love to see him lose to Seth. They probably might need Seth. I, I, Seth is a main event guy. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to have Logan beat him, that means you're putting Logan into the main event, which you're not. Which I guess, though, they already did. He lost to Roman, which was a very entertaining match. What can I say? It was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. But I'll take Seth. Um, Seth, who do you got? Seth. Seth. Okay. All three of us are in agreement. Rollins wins. Theory versus Cena. Now, I want to get your take on the buildup to this match because I thought it was kind of weird. It was a lot of just John Cena telling Austin Theory, like, dude, I don't really like you. You're just kind of a douche. It, it Like, it felt, like, too honest, if anything. Like, that was the problem. Like, there wasn't, like, a lot of, like, back and forth, give and take, in my opinion. I also don't like that there's a belt on the line. Like, I feel like that kind of eliminates any chance of seeing. Well, so that, then I think Theory will win. Yep. But I could see them doing like, and it's lead, It's the first match of the weekend. So if you want to do something like 
to get the show like, whoa, anything could happen. They could have seen a win. And then on Monday, Cena's like, I'm here. I'm the U.S. champion. Let's do it like we used to do. U.S. Open title. Theory comes out, beats Cena on Raw, which storyline might be more exciting. But if Theory's going to be one of your guys, again, this is about winning and losing at WrestleMania. I think that that plays. I think that that would play better and get some people talking into Monday. Which you know they're against the final fours always, so that's always good to do. But I would I would lean towards theory winning, just with the caveat there might be a better way to get a story out of this. But yeah, I'd go with theory. Yeah, and it also seems like theory is one of those guys who could be the face of the company in a few years. I don't know why you bring in John Cena to just like cut him down if they're not gonna have like a really good back and forth, you know. Like, yeah, it, well, it you take Cena like, for when you can get him, I guess. Yeah, like Cena just kind of like showed up and was like, Yeah, I don't know. I think you're just kind of douchey. I don't really want to wrestle you, but if the fans want me to, <laughs> I guess I will. Yeah, and that was like how it was. And I was like, There's nobody I, I, I just uh, I dislike watching more than Cena, but now that he's part time, I, I, I mark out for him every time. <laughs> I absolutely do. So you got theory. I got theory. I think I want Cena because, like you said, I think it makes for the better story. But I'll go Cena. Fuck it. You're going Cena. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Bianca versus Asuka. Oh, I saw Asuka's butt once, so I'll take Asuka. There you go. That's. <laughs> That's, That's the analysis we do here. Thank you. That is A-level analysis. <laughs> I want to see getting. Bianca's butt, so give me her. A is for ass. <laughs> I'm going to go A for Asuka, actually. Okay. I think Asuka's going to win. Uh, they're going to give her her moment, I think, WrestleMania. Bianca's had it for a while. Um, the wish, the thing I hate about Asuka, like, uh, she doesn't do anything other than, like, scream and kick people's ass. But yeah, you know, my so real prediction is uh, they keep it on Bel Air, I think. Okay. 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 So you're going to ask a. Yep. Me and Bart seem to be Ugh, in agreement. And I I think the reason I'm really going Bel Air, they just hyped up. They had like the promo video of Asuka on Raw this week. Like, here's why she could win. And I'm like, if you feel the need to do a promo okay. to make the match seem like there's actually a chance. That means there's not really a chance. I just don't think there's enough like of a story between the two of them to make it a big deal if Asuka wins. Okay. So, yeah, I, I tend so, to... Yeah I, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So, I'm going to go Bianca. Let's get to the two like real reasons why we're here. Sammy and Kevin Owens versus the Usos. Okay, so... Obviously, that's tied in with Cody and Roman, and I don't. I think Cody's going to win. We have to think Cody's going to win at this point. Yeah, yep, yeah. If not, then how, how is Roman ever going to lose? I mean, you could still do a chase with Cody and have him wrestle again, but Cody SummerSlam. You, you have Cody win at Mania. That image is in every WrestleMania promo. It's in the then, now, forever promo. Forever, for sure. Yep. What a what a moment. Second, you know. Generation guy, all that stuff coming back. 
And there's so many feuds you could have with Cody, freshen things up. So if that's what I think there, what happens in this tag match? Does the bloodline lose? Do the Usos lose and make Roman vulnerable? Or they, do you keep the belts on them to make Roman, you know, keep them as strong as ever? Does I, it cheapen it? Does it cheapen it to you if the Usos lose? You know, no, like if, they the lose Usos, first, if the Usos lose, then I think it's more like, oh, okay, Cody's going to win. If the right. Usos me, win, it's like a surprise effect. If the Usos win, then you're then you're really like, you still think Cody might win, but you're more invested. Sure. Then maybe Kevin and Sammy. I'm gonna take the Usos to win. And Cody I want that win. one because then they then they put the pressure on Roman. You know how Roman's always like, oh, yeah. they gotta see Roman. He's the big dog. He's gonna embarrass them and be the big you yeah. know, bully. If they get to like turn that on him, if you know what I and mean? then they Maybe. might come out Sunday, but not help Roman. And they'll say, you yeah. do it on your own, Roman. I'd like that. That's that cool. needs a, so I'm okay. Usos win. Cody wins. I think we're all in agreement that Cody's going to win the, yeah. And it really comes down to what do you think is going to happen? Sammy and Kale, I, I get it. Like, I feel like I've talked my way into feeling 30 different ways about this match. I want to say Sammy's going to win. Like, what's the point of building up this Sammy Zayn character for however long it's been? Like, how long has he been the honorary bloodline guy? Yeah, it's two been years. two years almost. Yeah, like, what's the point of building him up just to have the bloodline beat him? But if the bloodline beats him, that makes Cody Rhodes look really good when he wins. You know, like then yeah. he could do what Sammy couldn't do, what Sammy and Kevin couldn't do. I, I'm going so back and forth on this right now. But I think all three of the bloodline and Roman are going to lose. Okay. Yeah. That, I mean, I'm like 5149 on, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like I'm like 99% Cody's gonna win. Like maybe there's a one percent chance that Roman, like I don't know, punches Vince McMahon in the face before WrestleMania, and it's like I'm keeping my title. But short of that, I think it's gonna be Cody wins. And yeah, like the real like question mark match is Sammy and Kevin versus the Usos. But give me Sammy and Kevin. Okay. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. I almost think, like I said, I think it's a better story if the Usos win, like more intrigue. But I think it's set up for like the whole bloodline to fall this week. So uh, Cody and then uh, Sammy and Kevin. For sure. What match that we didn't talk about? Is there like one match that we didn't talk about? I'm curious about like- Lesnar and uh, Omos. Like what? what's the goal? All right. You know what I think the goal is? I think they want one gif to come out of it. <laughs> like, if you get, like, Lesnar, like, F5-ing Omas <laughs> through, like, the announcer table, and then, like, it just becomes, like, a gif. Like, remember, like, when Chain jumped off of, like, the the Hell in the Cell through, who was it, Undertaker or whatever? And then, like, everybody used that gif for, like, six months. I think that's a gif match. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's a great angle. <laughs> I like that. It- that one, I think Lesnar. That one, honestly, I I'm I'm with I'm the Bart on that one. I don't care about that one. I don't really care. I think it's gonna be Lesnar. Yeah, but 
because I feel like he doesn't do a lot. You know, he's going to suplex him a few times and then F5 him and he wins. Yeah, I, I, I just, why would you have Omas lose that match, but why would you have Lesnar lose that match? Why would you have Omas? Like, every time I tune into Raw, it's like Omas is just beating the crap out of Lesnar, and then Lesnar, like, tries to, like, pick him up and he can't. And it's like they're trying to build up, like, he's too big for Lesnar. He's too big. And then it's going to be, like, this Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant wannabe moment, which he, like, body slams him. And then pins them. I feel like that's like what they're building up. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Should be uh, interesting. Um, Edge Baylor, you got a take on that? Don't one? care. No, I hate the demon. <laughs> I don't like when he does that. I absolutely hate Edge. Oh, so so growing up, the reason I got into wrestling, I love the Hardy Boys. Okay, and they would always uh, be duking it out against Edge and Christian, and Edge and Christian would always just beat the crap out of them. <laughs> so to this day, I hate it. You're loyal. I'm loyal. If, if Jeff Hardy just goes into rehab one more time, I, I think he's going to be a champ. Yeah, just one more time. <laughs> so yeah, uh, anything else to talk about for WrestleMania? No, just looking forward to it. Should be good. I think so too. I think it's a I think it's an awesome card. So. So, I think we got a drinking game for you. All right, like we said it's about drinking. So, um it's pretty much yes or no, but we're going to call it chug or shrug. <laughs> so, if you if you like it, if you'll drink it, you'll chug it. If you don't, you'll shrug it off, okay? So okay. We're gonna start. We're gonna start with beer. We're gonna start light. Miller High Life Chug or Shrug. So first of all, I'm shrug on most beer because it makes my tummy hurt. That's unfortunate that we have a couple beers. But I will. Uh, Miller High Life always reminds me of when I would uh, at Brothers for wings. That w- they were dollar beers and the wings were ten cents. So I will chug Miller High Life. All right, all right, all right. Next, we got uh, New Glarus Spotted Cow, the Wisconsin Classic Chugger Shrug. I think it's uh, weirdly. I was on the overrated train, and I usually buy like two women or Blue Moon, but Spotted Cow is beloved because it is good. So Ooh, I will chug okay. Spotted Cow. I will. Nice. All right. All right. Our last beer. We're going local again. Um, Lakefront River West Stein Chug or Shrug. Uh, that is the best beer on earth, so I will chug. <laughs> nice. All right. Okay. Good taste. Good taste. <laughs> now, now we're gonna go a little harder. Now, another Wisconsin classic, Brandy Old Fashioned Sweet Chug or Shrug. So I think I might just chug every alcohol here. <laughs> I will chug that. We we don't have any nasty ones. We don't have like Malort or anything in here. Okay. So, um, two more for you. Bloody Mary, chug or shrug. Ooh, okay. Uh, Bloody Mary is the bowling of alcohol. It always seems like a good idea and you look forward to it. And then you start doing it and you're like, there's got to be something better we can be doing. Here. <laughs> See, I, I think it's the opposite. Like, every time I do a Bloody Mary, it's like 10 a.m. on a Saturday and I got fucking plowed the night before. And I'm like, <laughs> 
I cannot drink. I can beer usually only or... do like half a bloody though. Is the problem? Yeah, you know, it's like it, it gets you back in the ring. I do a chase yeah. of a bloody mary and a full beer. I'll I'll chug the first half of a bloody mary and shrug the second. There you go. I like okay. that chug and shrug. Okay. All yeah. right. And then for the last one, in honor of Thad Castle, mojito, chug or shrug. Uh, I will chug that. Nice. Okay. Like a mojito. There you go. Easy yeah. going. Yeah. Uh, can I shrug a couple? Sure. Like, do you have like some that you're like, I fucking yeah. hate this? All bud products. But okay. Well, don't go to the Bucks Arena anymore, <laughs> apparently. And uh tequila. Tequila. Okay. Ooh. So we we were between mojitos and margaritas. So if we said margaritas, well, margaritas are okay. Everybody like we that's what we decided on. Everybody likes margaritas. <laughs> yeah, tequila though, straight like anyone like you just do like do Patron a, or something. Anyone that wants to do a shot of tequila straight up is should be imprisoned. <laughs> Don't call the cops on me, Bart. <laughs> it's gotta disgusting. be cold though. Ice cold. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's all we got for you. Thanks for doing this. Tell the people where to find you. The Bart Winkler Show, everywhere. CBS Sports Radio, the week of April 2nd or whatever. Writer than you, I'm filling in 9 to 11. So you can catch me on 1250 AM, the fan in Milwaukee for a week. So hell yeah, find nice. me on Twitter, at WingsThinks. Uh when we started this interview, I was verified. I don't know if I still am. <laughs> Elon might have taken it from you. Fucking so. Elon. <laughs> well, this has been fun. Follow us on Twitter at Thurston1069. Listen to our podcast everywhere. Thanks, dude. Thank you, Bart. Thank you.